is Ronaldo. Oh, my goodness. You don't save those. Out of this world. Messi. 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 Landon Donovan, there are things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross, and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Certainly through! Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! For the fourth time, the United States of America are crowned champions of the world. From the international stage to right here at home, this is FUVFC, talking all things soccer on WFUV Sports. After a long summer of memorable moments in the world of soccer, from a World Cup to the city in South Florida that has everyone rocking, it's finally the last summer episode of FUVFC. And not only is the last summer episode, but our last finally through Zoom. We'll be back in the studio next week to start our new season of FUVFC with the start of the European campaign, the MLS playoffs, and obviously more news surrounding around the beautiful game. But first and foremost, welcome back to FUVFC. My name is Gino Alva, and I'm here alongside Nick Palmer. We're going to be talking about the League's Cup final, talk a little bit about the U.S. Open Cup, talk a little bit about NYCFC and where they are in the season, and a recap of the Premier League. But first, Nick, who is in the midst of moving back onto campus, how are you doing, man? How's the moving process going? I'm I'm good. Tomorrow's my official like get in day. Um, I didn't realize that this was the end of our season of the show. That I um, guess so. I mean, I guess you know, next week we're back in studio all summer through. Sure. So okay. I like might that. as well. I might like as well that. make it a, a new season. But uh, well, it, it's moving? it's been a great season. It's been a great season. Yeah. It's been um, a great season. Yeah. Uh, no. Ev- everything's going good. I'm just sort of packing up the last vestiges of what I might need and. Uh, we got some good soccer, so you know I'm 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 a I'm a happy camper. Uh, besides, obviously NYCFC, but but that's we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get um, into that. We'll get into that. It's it's ruined my life. How are you doing, Gino? I'm doing well. It's I can't believe it's already the last couple of weeks of August. It, like, it's insane. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anybody from 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 the station. I guess like since May. So it's you know next week if I'm on the pod, hopefully I'll get to see everyone and be back in uh, in studio and you know just see uh everyone and talk soccer because you know it's a new season and we gotta we gotta we gotta talk about it but let's just you know let's just let's just get right into it i mean let's talk about right. america's soccer american soccer the least cup final and the u.s open cup uh final that's gonna be happening this week uh let's start with the league cup i mean nashville sc okay. played inter miami for the league's cup final to secure the first championship in their club and the game was dramatic i mean like any final, you want to make it entertaining and dramatic. You know, the score was, I think, 1-1 to until the 120th minute. And then the game was decided on penalties. Uh, both teams missed one penalty in the first two. And then it just became like a cold fiesta until Nashville's Elliot Panico's penalty was saved. Ending the shootout, declaring Inter-Miami the winner of the, of the inaugural League's Cup. Securing Miami's first trophy in their history. They moved on to play in the semifinal this past uh, week of the U.S. Open Cup to a scoreline of 3-3. to then goes to another penalty shootout, win it, and then have a place in the final in the next couple of days against Houston. It's insane to me how quickly this like Miami team is turning out to be really good now. I mean, is, last... Okay, but is it though? 
But is it is it insane to you? I mean, but but I'm gonna get to that because the last three years, like it was difficult to see them struggle, right? I mean, they started like yeah. the season 2020. First two years weren't really good. Last year they made their first playoff appearance. Coincidentally, lost 10 YCFC 0-3. Right. Higuain's career ended at City Field. Who would have thought? Start of the season this year terribly. They're last in the table. They sack Phil Neville. Now in the midsummer, there's they have no manager. The team is a mess. But what happens? They get Messi, they get Busquets, they get Jordi Alba, and now they have a trophy. Possibly have another one this week. It just shows you what happens when you acquire an alien and have him play him in your team. It's his field. He owns it. We're just watching greatness uh, in in Miami and wherever he goes around throughout the country. Nick, we're obviously both NYCFC guys. Obviously, 2021 was the year. Last year, it could have been more. But since David Beckham, I don't think we've seen an impact that Messi has had with this Miami team, a major league soccer team, and how quickly they made two finals in a week span. It's not a surprise that it happened, but it's also a shock of what this MLS team is going to be doing for the rest of the year. Yeah. I mean, it was it was hilarious. I mean, I, I was looking at the uh, the MLS power rankings. I mean, right after their first game with Messi. I mean, I mean, this team's bottom of the table, right? Yeah, they're bottom. Miami of the table. immediately shot up to seventh in the power rankings, and I was like, okay, all right, that's a little ridiculous. The last place, it's team. not, it's not ridiculous anymore. I I legitimately think that this this team is a lot better. And yeah, okay, yeah, Messi, you know. Is he's he's the greatest player, and obviously he's gonna have an impact. I think Busquets and Alba, no one's really surprised by that, right? Um, but I will say Robert Taylor has actually really come into his own. And yeah, obviously the players around you are gonna make you better. And when you have Messi around you, yeah, it's obviously gonna make you better. But his like his ability has has been, you know just put on full display and I don't think he's getting enough credit while like all like the um while all the spotlights on Messi um he compliments Messi really nicely and you didn't really expect that um but all, all around yeah I mean I can't think of any time an imported player like this a veteran has come into the MLS we've seen a lot of them come in obviously you talked about Gonzalo Higuain didn't have the impact on Miami. I think back to NYCFC, David Villa didn't really have that kind of impact for NYCFC. Mm-hmm. I mean, Messi is just taking this team to another level. And and it's it's um it's fun to watch. I'm excited to see him uh come up to New York. Uh, unfortunately, right. tickets are tickets are what, 350 bucks. He's like he's uh, playing the Red Bulls. Like okay, yeah, so no shot. I'll see it on the TV. <laughs> yeah. But uh it's fun to watch for sure. Yeah, I mean I'm just looking at the Eastern Conference table right now, how it is, because, you know, since we're back into it, just look at it now. New York City FC have played 25 matches. They sit 13th with 26 points. Toronto, 25 matches as well as played, 19 points. But Inter-Miami has played 22 matches. They have three games in hand, and they're sitting in 18th pl- and in last place with 18 right. points. Right. They can easily make the playoffs if they win every game from here on out. Because now with this new MLS playoff system, with the introduction of the wildcard round, possibly playing three games in the wildcard round, going to the round one, and then qualifying to you know the semifinals and the Eastern Conference finals, and then the MLS Cup final. It's insane how Inter Miami are possibly 
going to be winning this trophy because I think it's going to be said and done. They're going to win the U.S. Open Cup, and then they're going to be playing the MLS, uh, the rest of the MLS season from here on out. And I think they're going to make at least ninth or eighth place and qualify for that wildcard round because they're going to have to play. I think the new rule is if you, I think if you play the wild card the first game, you win it, and then you lose it, you play like a like a tiebreaker. Right. I don't know why they're doing that because it's not it's not basketball, it's not baseball, it's it's soccer. Like it's a ninety minute game you're playing for ninety minutes, and then possibly right. you go for extra time. But that's how the playoff system is. Nick, I want to ask you. Inter Miami are last. They have three games in hand. The season's almost over. We're basically in September. We have a whole month of September, and then the first two weeks, there's two games for each team in the Eastern Conference to finish off the season in the first weeks of October. So basically, September is the whole entire month of the last month of MLS. Where do you see this Inter Miami team land in the Eastern Conference? Okay, it because this is this is the point in the season where. If you're any team, if you're a fan of any sort of skirmish looking from the outside, looking into the playoffs team, you're like, okay, if we went out, maybe we have a shot of like, you know, making seventh or eighth. It's always a pipe dream. You know, it's always like a big, what if um, it's like me watching the New York Yankees right now. It's like, they have to win yeah. like every single game in yeah, order to make yep. the playoffs. Um, but with Miami, it seems possible. And that's what scares me. They it's like, it, it seems it seems definitely possible if if not probable um and that's that's a ridiculous thing how a team can make a 180 and and i i i was giving you a little too much flack it 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 is surprising i mean i don't think i've ever seen a turnaround this quickly in professional sports in the middle of a season yeah um but i mean all the more power to him i think you're right you know, they're going to breeze past Houston in this U.S. Cup final. I don't think it's going to be much of a contest anyway. Um, and that's bad news if you're a NYCFC fan because uh, that you're looking at that 7th, 8th spot in the Eastern Conference as, you know, that's that's our goal. Uh, but, man, Miami is just going to swipe that right out of anyone's hands. And whoever's unfortunate enough to be almost in that spot is going to come to a very rude awakening, you know? Yeah. I don't know if you're if you saw this interview by David Beckham, Nick, but there, you know, before Messi uh, came over to Miami, he was still on vacation after uh, the European season was over. They were interviewing David Beckham and, you know, about like Messi coming into the team and what's going to happen, the impact. And he gave a really weird answer that I was like, wow, like, I can't believe he's modeling this team to, you know, make it better. Because like what he said is that, you know, I want everyone in the world to wear an Inter Miami hat. Didn't like he say big, he wanted it to be like the, the Yankees? Yankees? He was like, oh I, my want, God. I want my Miami team to be better than the New York Yankees. Like the New York Yankees are our influence, are like, you know, we want to be what they have, where everyone's wearing right. a Yankee hat in the world and they don't know what it is. That to me is insane because a major league soccer team that just created like three years ago, for that, for him to be saying that, I was just like, man, I don't know if you're going to be able to do that because Messi's going to be playing in Miami for like, what, maybe two years or something and then might be like a part owner of the, of the club i just i don't know that, that that like quote to me was like so like interesting i was like wow you're going after the yankees to say we want to be like them i don't see it happening no mls team has done that but yeah we'll have to see what happens in the future but i, I mean didn't he say something like even if you're not a fan of the team you're still gonna want to wear the jersey and the hat 
I'm like, dude, I don't know how many people. I mean, are like, be have you seen the, pink the logo? Like the logo of the Inter Miami logo. It's it's cool, but like it isn't like like the Yankees logo. It's, it's not, not Yankees iconic. Yeah, it's not you like know? you don't have the interlock. It's just this basic circle with like you know a copy <laughs> a copy from like Europe, uh, like Europe, like your team, like Inter 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 Milan. So. I get what he's trying to say, though. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I obviously, he yeah. wants to have an like a revolution with this team, but David, I'm sorry, yeah. it's not going to happen. Anyways, let's move on to our team, NYCFC. For the last three years, I just don't know the roller coaster we've been on from 2021 winning the MLS Cup final, and I like to I like to say that that playoff run from NYCFC in 2021 has probably been the best I've seen. In the last five years of playoffs, because they played yeah. every away team, the hardest teams, Philly, yeah. New England, they played yeah. Atlanta at home, then they went to Portland, Soccer City. Portland. They played all yeah. the playoffs away home, away stadiums. Okay, you can say, you know, they played in baseball stadiums, but they played in every single stadium. That's a soccer dimension stadium, and they won it. Then go to 2022, you know, they come off the, the, the trophy, they get to the Eastern Conference final. They lose Tati. Some players are going to go at the end of the season. They lose in Philly. You know, what can you do? Philly, eventually we're going to get to the final at some point. And this right. year, legacy players left. Sean Johnson, Alexander Collins, Maxi Morales left in the beginning of this year. Now he's back. Now they're sitting 13th. They went on like a 10-game losing streak back in June and July, and it was just terrible. Terrible for New York City FC fans. And now they're in a point of season where they're not looking like they're going to make the playoffs like Miami is because Miami has been hot. They've been winning every game. They haven't lost a game. New York City FC has been losing games. They've not been playing really good football. If they scored a goal, maybe maybe it was, it was because of luck. I don't know. But, like, I want to know your perspective on it because, you know, I've been covering – I've been fortunate to cover the team at City Field and at Yankee Stadium this season, but right. I still have not been able to see a win, which is insane to me. But uh, I want to hear your thoughts on this this season's uh, New York City FC team because will Nick Cushing be sacked at the end of the season or what players yes. will need to be come in? He 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 has to be. I mean this. I mean this team just is 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 it's so confused and it it lacks it lacks the bite that it has and and you know we you can say that the bite entirely came from Tati Castellanos and I don't think that that's a that's an uninformed or bad take because it, it made a big difference. But I mean, we we've tried two different strikers this year, right? We, we, we had Talis Magno who, I mean, if you think he underperformed last year, this year has been completely abysmal and Munsef Bakar has not, you know, shown up in the way, look, he's had like four games. So I'm, I'm going to give him a little more time than that, but he looked pretty uninspiring in the game against Minnesota and that was a game, mind you, where we controlled possession for most of the time and uh, and we're winning in shots and we still lost 2-0. Um, and that, okay, that goal from Grey Goose, did you see it? That that goal was absolutely absurd. Where he That's... scored from... Which game was it again? Uh, the Minnesota game. I don't think I saw that one because I was pretty much not <laughs> interested in seeing this team play. But, yeah. Uh... But was it the last? Was it the last minute goal one? Uh, no, it was, was the, the it was one? it was the first one. Okay, I mean, okay. from from so far out, it was a great goal. Uh, but after man, when this team gets down in a game, it gets down. 
it they don't they, they're out of gas and um man i look to players like like obviously i mentioned the two strikers but like matias pellegrini looks uninspired on the pitch um the only the only you know even keaton parks who who i think is one of the better players on the team he's he's been missing chance after chance and hasn't been getting in the box and you know he's a big guy he yeah. needs to be getting in the box he's not doing it um just nothing for this team is going right and i don't is it tactics is it you know is it heart maxi morales looked good in that game against minnesota i'm glad he's back he looked like the best player on the pitch and he's what 41 years old i mean it's it's it, he he looked like the most energetic guy on the pitch. So this team is done. They they counted themselves out. They're going into Cincinnati. Um, if they win, I'll give them a little bit more of the time of day. But right now, I I can't be asked. I can't be asked. You know, how about you? April 29th started the whole streak of not winning a game. Right from April 29th to July 1st, they tied. They've lost. Yeah, it was it was just not good. They won in Montreal away, which was a very difficult match to say the least. It was rainy, and I think it was just a weird match. And New York City FC somehow came out with the goal in Montreal, but then after that, it went back into a dismay of just bad performances. And mind you, that in August twentieth, uh, no, July fifteenth, when they lost to Philly, they they started playing the League's Cup, scored right. five goals against Toronto FC. I thought that was going to be like, you know, a changing point of the season, but then they lose to rebels in the round 32 and they also lose against MT Cincinnati back in May for the U S open cup. But now they play a very tired FC Cincinnati who just got eliminated in the, uh, in the U S open cup. So let's see what happens. I mean, they are playing in Cincinnati, but after that, it's going to be a very important five days in New York city's New York city FC's uh, season because they're playing five games at home. They're in the Bronx one in Queens and then one in rebel arena on the 23rd of September. It's, it's very hard to say where they're going to end up, but from the way they're performing in the past couple of months, they're not making the playoffs. It's just, it's, it makes no sense because, you know, the the last couple of years of NYCFC seasons, they've made the playoffs. They've made the Eastern conference semifinals, like maybe three times in a row, but just couldn't get by Atlanta, Toronto, they made the Eastern Conference Finals in the last two years, but now this year it looks Philly. like they're not making it. I don't know what to say about this team. If you just look at the uh, the current roster, the the transactions. I mean, look, I'm just looking at the players that left. Sean Johnson, yeah, legacy well, goalkeeper. Now he's Toronto's uh, not doing too good, and and Sean Johnson's out for the season. Right, right. Tinner Holm left. Collins left. Tiago Andrade left. Um, Herber left, Maxi left, Pereira left a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. All these players left. And now ends, you know, we got James Sands came back, Brian Kufre came back, right. uh, Bakar, who, who got acquired a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And then, you know, it just goes on and on. I just, I, the season's over for me. Nick Cushing is going to be sacked at the end of the season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just a very troubling time in New York City FC's history. This has probably been the worst season we've ever seen in New York City FC history since the beginning of the first season of the inaugural yeah. season. In yeah. the Rebel side, you know, our own James Burley will be uh, hopefully talking next week about, you know, the Rebels uh, side. But uh, it's New York City soccer right now is, is it's not good. Dire straits. It's really bad. 
But enough with New York City FC and the MLS. Let's get into very exciting and high competition of football in Europe. Let's talk a little about the Premier League. I mean, let's talk with yeah. your man City, Nick Palmer. Okay. Uh, they won the game against, uh, was it, uh, it was Burnley, right? Uh, it was Burnley, yes, first, correct. Yeah, so Burnley, 3 and then this past uh, uh, week, they, uh, did they play, they played uh, against, uh, was it just Burnley they played last week? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, they played against Burnley. Yeah, yeah, it was, yep. Thoughts on this season for Man City, obviously coming off a very historic season, trouble winning. They won't be with Kevin De Bruyne for a couple of uh, for weeks, which is a huge blow to the team. But, you know, after coming off the Community Shield, not winning it, but winning the Super Cup, it's a new season. They want to repeat history. They want to get back to the Champions League final, win the Premier League again, to win four in a row, win the FA Cup. What are your thoughts going into the season for this, you know, very strong and different City team this season? It's very different. Um, obviously, if you don't have KDB on your squad, you, and I mean, he's going to be out for a long time. Like it, it might, it might, it may well be the whole season. Um, but you know, they, they just won that game against, um, you obviously mentioned the Burley game and then they went to the super cup, won that. So there's another trophy, um, against Sevilla, which that, that was a great game. Um, exactly. and then they headed to, uh, Newcastle, I believe that was the last game uh, where they went, where they won one nil. And man, you when you think that like you're missing, arguably, well, probably not the best player. Well, yeah, the best player on the pitch because I would even say that KDB's value. Never mind, I'm not going to say that. People are going to get mad if I say his <laughs> value is higher than Holland's. His um, absence, his presence is missing in the team. You his can presence obviously is see missing. It. You can obviously see it. Right, um, but I will say that. I mean, guys like, oh my gosh, Julian Alvarez, he is going to be a stud, man. I mean, I don't know if you saw his last goal, but that was an absolute missile into the top corner. Um, his his presence is growing. I think Dra- uh, Phil Foden has looked remarkable this year. Uh, his runs down the wing and the way that he's able to cut into the center with just like like a hot knife through butter. I mean, the guys have really picked up to the absence of KDB. I think they should have no problem winning a whole host of games this year. I know they're uh, what they're playing at home against Sheffield, I believe, in a couple of days. Should be no problem there, and then Fulham. So you know, there, there's really no no real tough competition in sight, and I think they're they're coasting and absolutely have a right to be coasting. I mean, once you win a treble, you want to do it again. So they're in the mode of wanting to make more history, and I think this city team has probably been the last year, obviously last year because they won the trophies, but last year's team has probably been the most dangerous, historic, definitely team you don't want to face against Man City, especially now when they're winning trophies left to right, especially Champions League. Champions League draws next week. Uh, I guess we'll side away from the Premier League a little bit talk about the Champions League uh, because they are the defending champions. Uh, Nick, your thoughts on City... Can they do it again this year? You know, we haven't seen a team defend their title since Real Madrid when they won the three-peat back in 2016, 17, and 18. Real Madrid right now are a little bit uh, shaky because, you know, they don't have their star striker anymore. Uh, big team, you know, Man City, once you go against Madrid in Champions League final, it's in Champions League, not even final, but if you go against Madrid in Champions League and you win against them, you obviously know that you're about to do something very historic and winning in the whole competition. So your thoughts on, you know, City in this Champions League uh, season? Yeah, I mean, I I think that they will 
repeat their success last year. And I know that that's a ridiculous thing to say um, because obviously, as you mentioned, um, but I don't see any other of the European teams taking those, you know, those large steps to be like, Oh, this is, this is the team that's going to be city this year. I, I don't see it. Um, as you mentioned, I don't, I don't see Madrid um, at least improving on what they had, obviously um, in elimination tournaments, the one team you don't want to be facing is Madrid. I mean, they just have this remarkable ability to step up and just absolutely dominate you. Um, I think Munich actually looks particularly weak this year. Mm. I, I haven't, you know, I, I thought they've actually looked kind of flat um just in general uh any of the english teams i don't think will beat city whether that's in the prem or in the champions league so and obviously you know psg is missing uh is some some players <laughs> some players i don't know if you've heard this guy his his name's name neymar never heard of him in my life um but he was pretty good dudes in saudi arabia now uh, but yeah, man, I, I don't see any competition. I mean, do you? I mean, I'm just looking at the like the pots right now because the draft's next week. I mean, City, right. the English team, City looks the strongest out of all these teams. Arsenal, we saw last year, you know, regardless of all the other competitions they've been a part of, they've been eliminated. They lost the penalty right. shootout last year against Sporting Lisbon in Europa League. But last year in the Premier League, they had a really good run. They were first for the whole entire season until like the last couple of like weeks. And then City obviously took over. Arsenal this year, can they repeat what they did last year in the Premier League? I'm not sure. It's it's going to be difficult, but they brought in some new players, very big names that obviously every football fan knows. Let's see if they can do it. But, you know, in tournament style mode, you never know. All they have to do is just win a game, win the next yeah. one, then win the next one. Man, Man United are also in the Champions League this year. The first two matches they've played, terrible. Just absolutely terrible. terrible. The game terrible. against Spurs is just terrible. The midfield is, ex- is so exposed. Mason Mount's injured until yeah. after the international break. Bruno Fernandes, as much as a great player he is, people don't realize, and this is coming from myself, a Man United fan, sometimes people don't see that Bruno Fernandes, at times, really doesn't make really good plays. There's some plays where like you know he can like really maneuver well. His passes are great. But sometimes in those moments where like a simple pass, a simple you know shot to the goal can change the game he, he really doesn't do it and we didn't see that against spurs so united you know playing the champions league it's going to be difficult and different because obviously we don't know what teams are playing but we saw that last year two years ago too when ronaldo was there you know they flew by the group stage because ronaldo scored all those goals so for man united yeah. i don't know what's going to happen in the champions league we'll just have to wait and see and the other english team is newcastle united who hasn't been in the champions league and god knows how long so, you know, we're, we're going to have to see what happens for the for these uh, English teams. But, uh, you know, never count Newcastle. Last year they were hot towards the end of the season, too. So we're going to see what happens there. But but you're right, Nick. I mean, I'm just, like, going by the names yeah. here of, of all the teams here. Barcelona, they're strong in the league sense. But, you know, I don't see them winning a European competition in maybe, like, no. let's say five or six years. Sevilla are not good. Napoli, no. you know. Really good last year. Can they have a run? They can. Bayern with the with the uh, acquisition of Harry Kane. Let's see what happens. Paris definitely not. Big teams like this, I, I just don't see it happening. I mean, obviously, City are very strong right now. They're 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 definitely taking it. Uh, um, it's uh, 
it's insane how this city team, you know, it's the only team on paper that can say, oh, yeah, they're going to do it because all the other teams are really bad. But, you know, you never know in uh, football, but, uh, you know, we're going to have to wait and see until the draw uh, next year. But uh, let's get back into some I, of the proud news. Oh, no, sorry, Nick. You were going to say something? Yeah, I, I will say in, in Sevilla's defense, they really did give City like a really tough match um, there in the Super Cup. And I mean, Jesus Navas and uh, Danny Alves are, are are very talented players, and I, I think that they're. Uh, I I I don't. I want to give them a little bit of a shout. I know you said they weren't good. I agree, they're not good, um, but I do think they have some bright spots. And another team that I just want to quickly mention before we move on um, in the Premier League sense, dude. How about Brighton? I want to know your thoughts about Brighton oh, because their have... first their first two games. They dominated, and I know one of them was against Luton Town. Doesn't count, whatever championship team. I mean, you blah, saw blah, that blah. match against the against Wolves, the poor one. But against the Wolves, dude. I just don't understand these last two years. Not this season. I mean, the last three years. You know. Okay. They've been really competitive, and for Man yeah. United fans, we're scared of Brighton because they're so good. They're so yeah. good. I don't know what's happening in that team, what they put in that team the last three years, but they've been winning games, especially last season. They were like top five in, in the first half of the season. Yeah. Obviously they lost a little bit of momentum, losing some, t- losing some games, tying some games, but I mean, Brighton, they can challenge for top four easily. I mean, if they yeah. keep up with this momentum, they can easily go top four. Obviously the last couple of years, the big six have made top four, but Newcastle made top four last year. Yeah. Regardless of like you know the new ownership, Brian has probably possibly the same ownership, but they're winning games and they've sold players like Cucurella to Chelsea. So who, many, so many. Caicedo too. I mean, they're selling players who are really good in that Brian team. They left, and now Brian are even probably better than before. So McAllister, McAllister, McAllister went to Liverpool. Yeah. He's gone. Caicedo, Cucurella. Any more that I'm missing? I think. Uh, ben, White. ben White. Ben White. Ben White was playing. Danny Welbeck was playing. Danny Welbeck yep. scored against Man U last year yep. against uh against Manchester United. Yep. It's, Robert uh, Sanchez. Robert Sanchez, Sanchez to Chelsea. Robert Sanchez yeah. to Chelsea. Yeah. Brian players are going to Chelsea, and Brian's better than Chelsea right now. I mean, Chelsea's playing Luton right now. They it's one 0 but they took um, Graham Potter too. Graham Potter. They even Graham wanted the coach. Potter. Graham they Potter went to the Chelsea. Coach. You want the coach, and now Brian are better. I hope Brian can make top four this year for for other top six teams. We saw, I mean, if you look at Spurs against Man United, we saw Spurs are playing really well. They're not playing with a Harry Kane. Right. These small, I don't, well, I don't want to say Tottenham's a small team because technically they're one of the big six teams, but, you know, these teams that aren't, haven't been performing really well in the last couple of years, they're playing, they're playing really good football. And credit to Brian and cre- credit to Brentford last year too, because Brentford went on an insanely run last year too. Yeah. Uh so uh yeah, man, Brian, Brian scares many United fans. I mean, I'm I, I don't want to face against Brian for sure, but uh is I wanna say who who in who which English teams are in Europe League this year, if you remember Nick. Um because I think if I was if I'm not mistaken, I think Brian's in the Europa League. Are they really? Or I could be wrong. Hold on. Let, let's 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 yes, 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 they are. Yes, they are. Brian and West Ham. Well, the reason Brian why West, West the reason why West Ham's in it is because they won the, the, the European Conference League. 
which automatically and, um, makes Liverpool, them your, obviously. And Liverpool's first appearance in uh, the Europa League since I want to say 2016, when they lost the final against uh, uh, was it uh, was it Borussia Dortmund? No, Chelsea. Yeah. They lost to Chelsea. No, it was against Chelsea. It was against Chelsea. Against Chelsea. So it's their first time in Europa League, and. There was some news a little bit a couple hours ago that Salah was about to leave Liverpool to to Saudi Arabia. I heard about that. Saudi Arabia is a country that's going to be invading news transfers for God knows how long now. But uh, Liverpool are going to be playing the Europa League this year, West Ham and Mm -hmm. Brighton. So, I mean, Europa League right now, it's it's looking a little bit hot, too, because, you know, these players, these teams are really good. Uh, We got like teams like Real Betis, Leverkusen, Atalanta, Ajax and uh, Marseille and Rennes and Roma. So, you know, shout out to Brian. I can't believe they're probably one of the scariest teams to play this year, but uh, horrifying, horrifying. But you know, let's get back to the to to the Premier League to wrap things up. Sure. Uh, let's talk about the top six. I mean, I gave a little bit of the Man U. We gave a little bit of the Man City, Arsenal, a little bit of the Arsenal. Uh, just a little bit to talk about Manchester United, just because you know, I'm, I guess I'm the representative here with James Burley, but. Sure. Uh, it's been a very difficult three years for Man United fans. I mean, I just don't understand why. Uh, they, you know, Mason Mount obviously is a great player, but he was just missing in those first two games. The first game against Wolves yeah. was just unlucky uh, for Wolves because Wolves were dominating the, the field. They were playing really good football. Cunha, shout out to Cunha because he was destroying Casemiro. He was destroying all the midfield players. Now going into Spurs just invisible like i it's it, it gets to a point for many united fans where like you know they're just like wow i mean this team cannot play really good the fans know what's exposed in the midfield and they're not playing really well uh some players are out luke shaw was also announced that he was out they they don't have a left back now so there's two left backs in the team that they don't have they don't have left back because malasia is out and luke shaw is out so the, the whole man united roster is pretty much in dismay uh, I don't know what's going to happen to this Manchester United team because, you know, there's nothing more to say. But for Liverpool, you know, Liverpool is building and building and, you know, they're getting better. They, for some reason, Bournemouth scored against them first and now Liverpool bounce back. And that's something, you know, Man, Man United doesn't have, bounce back. But uh, like other teams like City and Liverpool, even Arsenal, they're bouncing back. So for, for Man United, uh, it's very, it's going to be a very difficult couple of fixtures coming up. But, uh, you want to do some predictions for like you know who's going to win this year? Obviously, you know you're going to be we're going to know your answer. But uh, any predictions at the top okay. four? I guess we can do because obviously, sure. you know I'm running along. You know these teams. I have nothing else to say about these teams, but it's just you know let's do like a top four predictions. Of, let's see what okay. teams are going to qualify the Champions League in Europa League. So I guess I'll okay. go first. Sure. Uh, City's obviously going to repeat. I think Arsenal have a chance to make top four. I don't think Chelsea are going to make top four this year again. No. If Liverpool is going to keep playing really well, could possibly get third. I'm going to say they're going to get third. And now that we're on the topic of Brian, I might put Brian on fourth. Could be a controversial take, but just because how I'm seeing Man United play and how I'm seeing Chelsea play, it's not, it's not really good, but you know, Sometimes when we're watching, you know, the beginning of the season, the first three or four or five matches can definitely define what the season those teams are going to have. So that's why my answer right now is Brighton, Liverpool, Arsenal, 
and then city repeats. I don't know if this is a ridiculous thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. I don't think Chelsea's even going to be in the top eight in the league. I mean, after, after that, after that loss against the hammers where uh, what's his name? James Ward Prowse, new guy just absolutely had his way with them. I'm like, Oh God, this Chelsea team. I mean, after they lost like Mateo Kovac, I mean, they lost everyone. Right. But um, man, they, they're not even going to be in the discussion. So yeah, I, I think obviously city's going to repeat. Um, I still like Arsenal at second. Uh, I'm I I know um we already talked about this but yeah I I, I like Brighton at third I can I can see Brighton doing that and fourth there, there's a couple teams I could go with right I mean I could I could be boring and be like I don't know maybe it's like Tottenham or maybe it's United maybe it's probably Liverpool but I'm gonna say Newcastle I'm gonna say Newcastle is gonna come in fourth um I think Trippier is is one of the best best players in the premier league i think they have what it takes and uh yeah let's go newcastle four let's go newcastle four sounds good i mean newcastle if they do something special this year in the champions league and the premier league hopefully newcastle i expect newcastle to win at least a trophy this year whether it be the fa cup yeah. or the league cup they have the team to do it and don't roll up ryan too they could go on in the league's cup run so um yeah. i think that about does it for today's pod um we covered everything American soccer covered everything European campaign. Obviously that was our last episode through zoom. We're finally going to go back into the studio to talk more about the European campaign and hopefully talk about champions league and so forth. But uh, a big thank you to Nick for hopping on the pod with me today. Shout out to James Burley who couldn't make it today. Hope everything is fine. Love you, James. Shout out to our producer, Ben Oppenheimer, who's also here in, on, the, on the zoom call. He's been hearing us talk about yeah. crazy soccer news. Uh, but yeah, but this has been, FUVFC, thank you so much for listening, and I hope to see you guys next week. Take care.